You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, a radio show where two adult heterosexual men who still get excited talking about suede, the band and the material, try to make sense of a world they no longer belong in with the help of a promising young woman. I say two, Johan is temporarily indisposed today with an attack of the vapours, so it is just Ma and me. This week, we talk about Met Gala fashion, Faye Webster's new EP and other acts pl- playing Primavera that will offer once-in-a-lifetime shows that you'll rarely get the chance of witnessing again. Also, this week, I saw the worst gig ever, and I'm sorry, but I need to get it off my chest. <laughs> Is uh, Teto Preto with Bika Ma? Are you familiar with their work? Uh, no. Okay. Should I? Like, uh, am I missing out? Well, do you like what you hear? Yeah. There, you know how they've uh, added another day for Primavera, so we're all going to die basically. What? June the first, Wednesday. We, uh, yeah. The, June the, the, what is happening? It's like the opening party at Pueblo Español because oh, twelve days wasn't I, enough. I really. I literally work here and I can't keep up of the things that are happening and will happen and everything everywhere all at once. I think you'll like this. You didn't know it's um Wet Leg, who yeah. we love. Yeah. And Rina Sawayama, who we love. Yeah. And uh, these people, Teto Preto. What? All up at Pablo's. Oh yeah. Let's go. Well, exactly, that's my plan. Let's go, yeah. I mean, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's going to be really good. I've got to go Why to that. Why is no one talking about it? I'm it's talking on, about it right yeah, now. Yeah, we're talking about it. Exactly. You listen to it. It's an exclusive, actually. <laughs> you're, you're the first and only person to know about it. There's too much happening. I've got to say anything wet leg related, and I'm yeah. very much in. Um, and I thought I'd have a listen to these Brazilians, Teto Preto. And it's rather lovely, isn't it? Yeah. We'll go. All right. Okay, good. To give us an extra night out, because... 11 aren't enough. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? I'm feeling like I want to criticize, like, I, as always. It's the Brilliant. only thing I know how to do. And especially after the first Monday of May, which happened to be two days ago. And which meant that the Super Bowl of the girls and the gays, <laughs> the Super Slay Super Bowl, um, happened. Um, aka the Met Gala. Now, Johan is suggesting we should call it the GGs or the Gigas Mega Gigabytes. What do you, what do you reckon of that? He's not here. Well, you, you can you can say what you like about his suggestion. Yes, but there's a lot of Gigas. If by that he means girls and gays, so that would actually touch a lot of spectrum of things. So I would say Slay Super Bowl for me. Okay, Slay Super Bowl. I like it. <laughs> um, all right. What was basically right? I, I I've seen a few things uh, uh, about the Met Gala, and I but I want to get my news from you because you're you're you bring that eye to it. So what what the hell happened? I come prepared as Good. always, but um, I feel like I did my homework um, very well this time because this year themes um, was like the second part of last year's themes. If you remember, it was American fashion um, and that was basically the title and people didn't really know how what to make of it and, and it was kind of a chaotic energy happening because nobody really understood the assignment because the assignment was a little too broad. And this time it's like the second part, like, so it's still under the umbrella of American fashion, but Anna Winter decided to make it more specific and she said American fashion, the Gilded Age. And when I say I did my homework <laughs> is because I am going to explain what the Gilded Age means, what it comes from what 
what if you were invited to the Met Gala, that's what you should know um, in order to choose correctly your gown. And by reading and doing all this um, research, it means I read an ID article <laughs> and I'm going to kind of quote it now. But I guess you didn't. So I'm no, doing I the homework know. for you. So Big yeah. up to ID. Big up to yourself. <laughs> yeah. So the Gilded Age, it refers specifically to the period from 80s, 1870s to the 1900s. Um, specifically within the northern and western parts of the United States. So it's very, um, yes, how do you say it? Very specific. Very specific, yeah, to a part of the United States. And the term Gilded Age was coined um, from a book um, that Mark Twain and Charles Dudley wrote in 1873, which was titled The Gilded Age. And the title was like a satirization of the way wealth and luxury were used to gloss over the significant um, inequalities and social issues that were happening in that time in, in, in their society. So, fun fact, that's actually like, like a, a satirization of, of wealthy people, which is even more... Uh, Fun to know because the Met Gala was more rich and more opulent and more whatever you want to call it than the actual Met Gala that you have to pay like eighteen thousand dollars for get it, for a plate or whatever. It it's very very over the top rich people behavior. Hang, so, hang on a second, I'm guessing not a lot of people went with the sort of satirical uh, edge, no? Right? Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. Like maybe like. I was wondering when I was reading that, like, did Anna Winter uh, choose this specific age within the topic of American fashion to make like a raw irony of the event? Did she not really think through it? Because um, during that era, an influx of, of poor immigrants from Europe highlighted the significant concentration of wealth within the old money elite, which... Uh, was there also at that gala, while the rights of unions gave voice to the conversations around issues like women's suffrage and child labor, which also has like a parallelism now. Like you see Elon Musk and her mother being invited at the Met Gala while a lot of stuff is happening like climate change and and social injustices and, and wars and stuff like that. And then are the rich old money people at the Met Gala. Like... Is that on purpose, Anna? I don't. I don't think they did it on purpose, but at the same time, it's so spot on. But I do. Rich people laugh at themselves. Well, isn't it like the Great Gatsby that was sort of intended as a bit of a satire of of that age, and that has been totally lost to people going like, "Wasn't it great? Brilliant! Yeah, party! Yeah, <laughs> exactly! <laughs> Diamonds! <laughs> that kind of thing." Uh, I haven't read the Great Gatsby in ages, so that that's vague. So you said something. Could you just buy a ticket to this? Like No, oh, no, right, no, okay, no, okay. no. The actually I think how it works is brands and yeah, I feel yeah, I think like brands and fashion houses have invitations and they get to decide who they wanna invite under the whatever um Versace um house or or YouTube. I think they have invites as well. And they decide who they do they want as their people to be on the, the carpet of, of the Met Gala. And then Anna has to approve the people you want to invite. So if you say, I want to invite Ben Curdew, I'm Louis Vuitton. I want to invite Ben Curdew. Maybe Anna is like, oh no, Ben doesn't pull good outfits enough. So you have to choose someone else. <laughs> oh, but but Anna wouldn't say that. Anna would say like, yeah, totally Ben. She she, <laughs> she might say that. She might say that. Uh, particularly <laughs> when, when I've just brought up the, the Great Gatsby and things like that. And yeah, nobody likes someone trying to be a smart ass on the... On the <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, we need the smart people representation in the Red Carpet. Do you know what I would have gone as? <laughs> what? I would have gone as a massive mock-up of the book, The Great Gatsby. Literally a walking book so you couldn't see my face. And that would be like... Oh, the, the layers. You don't get the layers. You're thinking that's, that's rubbish, but you're not, you're, you're not thinking of the layers. You're, you're not smart enough to get the reference. <laughs> that's what, yeah. Um, I think you would be on the worst dress list. And <laughs> no it, you would make the news, so that's good for you. Uh, well, no one would see my face anyway, so it would be good because it'd be <laughs> it would be like Daft Punk. You never see their face. No, let's bring it back to Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. No, so... 
Okay, back into what did people actually wear and not what Ben would actually wear, apart from being a book. People were not smart enough to wear like a, a prop of a book um, called The Gilded Age, because that's too smart to, for people. <laughs> um, and a lot of people wore, there were a lot of black on, on the red carpet for some reason. I, I, I wasn't, ex like, I wasn't expecting anything, but I didn't feel like people would think, oh yeah, Gilded Age, let's wear black. Which some of them were, it doesn't mean that all the people that wore black were not on theme, but um, some of them were, I will talk about them later. But but yeah, the, the, the common, the, the color that popped up of the most was black. Now, can I, now I'm going to get a little bit meta here because Johan okay. has written something and uh, he's, <laughs> he's, I don't know if I can say it because I'm literally wearing all black today. He's, he's saying cowards, People with little imagination or low risk capabilities always go full full black. Is he talking about me today? Uh, he might have been talking, like trying to to poke at you. Oh my god! He he knew you would wear all black today. <laughs> he knows you that well, and he was he was going for you. Although I do agree with one thing he said: sleeveless t-shirts. No way. No. No, I mean like not 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 even whatever color you want to choose. Not. No, Let's no. leave. Well, I'm wearing sleeveless t-shirt, but I'm a girl. I'm think I'm talking about more about men with with armpit hair hanging it, down. Yeah, I had a friend who used to wear that kind of thing all the time. He was really into Bon Jovi. You, mm, stop, <laughs> stop this man. <laughs> let's let's give him a, a wardrobe of change and a new taste in music. I could I could tell you many stories about him, but they're probably best off mic. Sorry, right, <laughs> and we'll come back to people wearing all black later when I get things off my chest but anyway right i can't wait to hear that but first let's go on with the med gala which is also an important event that happened apart from your worst gig ever um <laughs> some might even say more important <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe yeah maybe the med gala was more important um no but what else did you miss like yeah people wore black whatever um, and yes, the list that I'm going to go on now, um, this kind of summary that I came up with, is totally based on my biased opinion. It's not trying to make an actual summary. So if you want to see what happened in general, um, you do you, there's the internet. Now here's what to me is important. So the first thing that obviously everyone knew I was going to say, because it's what everyone what got everyone talking is yes, that was Kim Kardashian in a five million dollar in the five million dollar one of a kind historic Marilyn Monroe gown that she wore at the historic Happy Birthday Mr. President moment. Yes, she fit into that. No, she went to a weird museum in Orlando. Who did you know that this historic piece of fabric that was worn by the one and only Marilyn Monroe was in a weird museum in Orlando, Florida. No, what, why is it so weird, the museum? Isn't it yeah, like... it's kind of like, do you know Madame Tussard or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, it was kind of this, not this museum, but like a, a museum that was this, not an actual serious museum. So right, right. It was kind of surprising to know that, but... Um, yeah, fun fact, it's there. <laughs> and now it's worn, was worn by, by Kim Kardashian. But I, I won't go too deep into what it meant that she wore that, what she was trying to, to do, or, or maybe not, but she ended up doing um, by wearing the exact um, dress and not a replica. It's very important that she decided to fit into the exact dress that Marilyn wore and not go to... Um, all the designers that would love to dress her and say, I want to replicate that dress. She didn't do that. She actually lost um, seven kilos in three weeks to fit into the dress, Oof. which is controversial. Don't do that, people. Like, I, I, well, I don't guess. I guess nobody's going to do that because nobody's going to wear the, the iconic Marilyn Monroe dress. But what ways did she have? Did she not eat in, in three weeks? I don't want to know. Um, Toxic behavior, but we're talking about rich people, so whatever. Um, Probably a lot of like, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, where you have like water up your up your rear end, and oh, bad stuff comes out, and you lose weight that oh. way. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, um, yeah, I know it. It has a name, but I. Cologne. I can't 
different than Colonial. Anyway, sorry. Maybe she did that. Um, and yeah, so I'm not going to go too deep into the, that because Kardashian Colo- Colloquium, Kardashian un- unders- underscore Colloquium on TikTok, which is my favorite account ever, the only person worth listening ever except us right now. Um already did that and she explained it wonderfully and and she's like the most intelligent person ever she's always super spot on on everything she says and i love her so you should go check out her tiktok or her instagram if you don't have tiktok and and see what she uh, explains um about the meaning of kim wearing this dress and and everything and i'm just gonna see two things well one i already said she lost um seven kilos to fit into the dress and the other is people were saying oh the the hairdo she's she has on uh is is horrible she totally missed on that and blah 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 i don't agree and i agree with what um kardashian colloquium also said it um she was not trying to do like an impersonation of Marilyn Monroe, like I'm going to dress up as Marilyn. She was kind of being a mannequin for the dress that Marilyn wore. Like it looked like she was almost bald, but mannequins are also bald. I, I don't know. I think she was not trying to recreate literal Marilyn Monroe because that would be a, a bit tacky. Like she's not doing a costume or a play up um, date. It's, it's a, a, a recreation in a sense that the, the dress is alive again, but she's not, she's just a mannequin. I've got a theory. Yep. And this is a, a very hastily put together theory, right? But last year, uh, I was seeing at the Met Gala, she wore Balenciaga, right? She was always also like a mannequin. She was like... American fashion. She was the only one that understood the assignment last year. But uh, go on with your theory. Yeah. So, and Balenciaga, which is closely associated with Kanye West, yeah, her former husband or still husband. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, right? Maybe she's wearing this dress to basically say modern fashion. You can't, you know, you can't keep up with this. Last year I wore Balenciaga, and now I'm sick of it. Now I'm wearing classics because none of you can make anything as good as that. So forget you, modern fashion. Forget you, Balenciaga. I am wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. It's a good theory. I don't think it is. What <laughs> <laughs> because she's still the face of Balenciaga, so oh, she's okay. still on contract with No, with but them, it's a but... subtle way of doing that. It's a subtle way of doing it. I think this is her basically saying, forget you, Balenciaga. It, yeah, I'll, Not, I'll not t- only Balenciaga, but I, I maybe maybe you're right in, in saying that because I think she's saying like, oh yeah, you can do all this modern stuff. I'm always like... There's stuff that you cannot replicate. You cannot replicate a Marilyn Monroe's dress, but you cannot replicate being Kim Kardashian either. I'm the Kim Kardashian. Just like the dress. Oh, she's a, she's an icon. And she was there with Pete Davidson. She, it was not their red carpet debut because they they did that already last week at, at the White House, but they were together and and that's it. But the dress got all the talk and not them as a couple. But, yep, men, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And who else was important? Obviously, um, coming up right up after Kim Kardashian being the top most talked about person, there's Emma Chamberlain, my best friend forever, who I have never met in person and will never meet, and who doesn't know who am I, but I always end up talking about her. Um, She was there, she did what she had to do. She was amazing. As always, she keeps on being and getting cooler and cooler. It seems impossible. She always seems like she's the, the princess of of Gentry. Like she she is what she represents exactly a generation and she does it so effortlessly and, and you cannot not love her, which is very difficult to do so when you're a billionaire or a millionaire or and she's very rich now and everyone loves her, which really is impressive. Um, she's an icon. She's a legend. She's the moment, as Lady Gaga would say. And she also was doing, as she did last year in her first Met Gala, the interviews and she did it even better than last year. She's so human. I hate it when people say, oh, that's so human. But she, she is very like close and you can feel like you could be friends with her, but she manages so that 
famous people, when you they talk to her, also look like they're real people. And that's something that not that doesn't happen often because they always look like aliens who are on another dimension. So yeah, mm, Emma Chamberlain, I love you. And now to the fashion part, which is the important part. Um, who understood the assignment under my perspective? The one and only, La Rosalia. La she's, Rosalia she's. Vila Tubella. Well, she went there and she said, girls, you're not ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the queen of the red carpet. Don't, don't even try. And, and, and she did what she had to do. It was, as uh, the queen herself would say, it was so, 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 so good. So, so, so good. Did, have, what, um, did you see the look? I did. I just had a look. It looked, it looked nice. Uh, what am I missing? Why? Why? She, it, it's I... the, do, don't you see the gilded age there? But at the same time, it's it, it's what I want to say. Like also, um, let's after Rosalia looking amazing, Billie Eilish and her brother also looked amazing in a sense that they understood the assignment, um, by making it on theme without making it uh, a piece that looks costumey and party city style. It's just a high fashion meeting the criteria of the Gilded Age. And that's how you win the Met Gala. When you make high fashion meet the criteria of whatever the year um, says. And and to me, these are the the people that understood it best and that really made the night a uh, high fashion night. But also, um, no, and if you want to use what you said, like, oh, uh, what am I missing? Go to... Everyone who doesn't follow Diet Prada on Instagram, they just posted a, a post on Instagram and um, where they compare um, their, the best looks of the night to Sargent and Baldini paintings, which are paintings um, of women of that age. And you can see that people, some people perfectly exec, executed, 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 executed um, the, the theme, the assignment. They, they just understood it. And and that's it. That's it for the best dress of the night. Just, uh, just to be quite clear, I think what Rosalie is wearing is 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 very nice indeed. That's a uh, nice little <laughs> shawl. Shawl. No, is it? Oh no, it's a sleeve. It's isn't like it? the puffy sleeves of the. It's like yeah, it's like Richardson's, but more American. Is that so what much. they wore in the Gilded Age? Is that a very? Yeah, it's kind of Victorian, right. but not in England, but in in America. Kind of like Victorian, but not awful. <laughs> no, Victorian's amazing. Victorian's Why aren't amazing. Have... have you ever read any Charles Dickens? Yeah, but I... They're all dying of, like, diphtheria oh, yeah. and, and I bet in the Gilded Age they died, too. It was horrible, just like I explained before. Everyone was poor, except <laughs> three people. So everyone died, too. But they, the people that were rich, they were not dying. They were wearing amazing gowns, who... Got that got replicated in the Met Gala. Also, a few names that also have a mention of honor here. Even Mock, um, a man, wow, surprising, looked amazing. Um, Caesar, um, because she's the best, also looked amazing and she wore Vivian Westwood and she wore like a big, big hat which reminded me like Can Can um, Cabaret style era, which is, I think, also from the Gilded Age. And Blake Lively was the co-chair of the night and also at that, like, she got a lot of the attention because her dress changed in the middle of the red carpet. She got, like, it unfolded and it changed colors. Like, in my opinion, it was not the best dress I have ever seen, but she did manage to get a lot of the attention and she looked stunning, which is also important. And just like Gigi, Gigi Hadid looked amazing, and she has my not on theme but looked so hot. I'll get, I'll get it slid, I'll let it slip. Stamp of approval, and um, because she wore like a puffer, giant puffer jacket, um, leather, latex, weird burgundy um, thing, and um, by Versace, which was not at all um, related to the Gilded Age, but she looked amazing. I, if I was Anna Winter, right, yeah. I would be pissed off if people are ignoring my theme. I no, really would be. because Why you know not? what happens every year. Anna Winter does not follow the theme oh. at all. Yeah, she but just that's because she's Anna Winter. No, like... no, 
girl, if you you put on the show, you sh you have to be the not the best dressed, but at least the one that really understands the theme. Like girl, like guys. It's this my is party. How you do it. I'm gonna wear what the hell I like. I'm gonna make you wear the girl. See, it's like like I would I would be not if for me if anybody didn't fulfill the theme, I would not invite them next year, or I would get them that, off. Yeah, that's what happens. Like if you don't do it correctly under Anna's eyes, you don't get invited. Really? Yep. You, so you you can see like the people that don't get invited ne or people do bets on on Twitter because everyone talks about the Met Gala. Everyone becomes a fashion critic when the Met Gala happens, and everyone when they don't like a, a look, they're like they're not coming back next year. So who who wasn't invited back after twenty twenty one? Um, a lot of people didn't come, but a lot of people who are icons of the Met Gala. So you know they got the invite, but they just had work. Just like Dua Lipa, I think she said she had um, mm -hmm. like tour stuff to do. Rihanna, which I'm going to talk now. Right. Um, well, I'm going to talk literally now. So whatever, okay. skipping to Rihanna. Rihanna was not there, but was she not? She's in Barbados about to have a wonderful, wonderful baby with a man who actually did not cheat on her Um even though the internet wanted you to believe so a few Rocky, weeks ago. Right? Asap Rocky, um, So she's in Barbados, so she... I'm super pregnant, so I don't think she could um, climb the stairs of the Met. Or get um, on a plane. Hmm? Or get on a plane. You're not, you're not meant to fly in the oh, final. Oh, you're not? Uh, oh, so bit of she pregnancy. got to Barbados somehow. Swimming? Ooh, she lives there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, she was not there. But, oh, maybe there's a plot twist. Maybe she was... How can she be in in two places at once? Well, she's so iconic. She's so amazing. She has performed so beautifully every Met Gala that Anna Winter, the Met Museum, and Vogue or whoever made like a statue of Rihanna. Really? Yeah, oh, and they nice. put it there, like among the other statues in the Met uh, Museum, which is iconic. Like that's how you know you you're just unbeatable. Like. I'm Rihanna. Um, who else is in this weird category of things that happened but that don't have much to do with fashion? Nicki Minaj, Nicki Lewinsky, Nicki the Ninja, Nicki the Boss, Nicki the Harajuku Barbie was there, which means she must have got vaccinated. If you remember, yeah, last, yeah. <laughs> last year was all about Nicki's tweets. She was not there, but she got all the attention by tweeting that her she wasn't there because she didn't want to get vaccinated because her cousin got like giant balls by getting the vaccine or something like that. <laughs> oh, my favorite news story of last year. God, I love last year. Well, she's now um, pro giant balls or something because she, is, she was there, which means she must have gotten vaccinated. Um, iconic. And with with a wardrobe malfunction, I believe. Um. Yeah. Well, her her uh, yeah. Apparently so. According to Page Six Style, Nicki Minaj walks Met Gala 2020 red carpet with, and I'm making quote marks here, boobs popping out. Ah, uh, but I think that was on purpose. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, that's Nicki Minaj. Well, and she said boobs. the only unplanned thing about my look is my boobs popping out because they made my cup size a little small. Minaj oh. joked, "Enjoy these titties because y'all ain't gonna see that ever again." Well, I thought that was on purpose, and that's <laughs> oh, she's so good. She's the best. And what else? Yeah, Anna Winter was not on theme. We already said that. And nobody wore um, Dior by John Galliano, which is very. If you go to the archival um, collections of um, Galliano's work, when in Dior, it's very gilded age reminiscent, and it was surprising that no one wore that. But apparently, people on Twitter explained to me. Not that I asked, but I always get the answers I don't have to do. Um, to ask, uh, it's very difficult to get your hands on archival fashion, apparently. It's not that easy uh, to go um, to Dior or whoever you have to talk to and be like, hey, can I get this dress from the 2005 collection, um, whatever. And that's why probably nobody wore it or nobody thought about it. But even if they did, it wouldn't be that fa that easy. So recap of everything that I just said if you want when you finish this episode because you have to listen till the end and yes. you cannot skip now um, and do what I'm going to tell you to do you have to wait please do <laughs> and so recap of the recap of what you should check um, after is go to Kardashian Colloquium's um, TikTok account and listen to what she has to say about Kim's dress um, she's so intelligent 
and everything she says is on point. Um, or go to her Instagram. I think she posts their um, the her TikToks on the reels thing. Um, if you don't have TikTok, which you should, and also go to Diet Prada's um, uh, account on Instagram to see the comparison of some of the Gilded Age paintings to the looks that people put during the night. Some people did amazing including Rosalia, of course. And this I haven't mentioned yet, but this is the more, most important thing you have to do after you finish this episode, is go to Chark Astrology on Instagram and see which look of the night are you according to your zodiac sign. And rightfully so, as a Taurus, I'm Rihanna, as in a statue. All right, I'm which Leo. What, what would that be? I'm nervous. Well, uh, in case it's very bad. So Leo, what? you're a Leo. Ben, what's wrong what? with that? That's you're not a Leo. You're a very undercover Leo. What the hell you're, do you mean? I was okay, born in August. Listen, Don't blame me. You're Sarah Jessica Parker, a look which I didn't like at all. And she has to say about you. Wait, I'm going to translate in the moment. Okay, good. Um, you're a star. Um, oh, thanks. You're a star <laughs> at 20, but also when you're 80, you, you will always be a star. Um, what a Leo has, it's never... Um, it's never gone. You will always be a star. So if you're born a star, you will always be a star, just like Je Sarah Jessica um, Parker. Um, you are the one that has the biggest do and the biggest <laughs> skirt um, because you have to um, be the star of the show. You have to have people looking at you. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the the moment you, you arrive, the party starts. Do you know who... Uh, I actually should have been compared to. Who? Kid Cudi. Because he wore a cape. And I, in my clothing collection, I have a cape. No. I do. I have a cape. I don't want to ask. I, I, <laughs> will, will it make me like you less if I know the reason? Why would you have a cape if it's not to give like the... What, what's, the wrong, what's wrong with capes? The, what what's not wrong with the capes? It's They're brilliant. brilliant. Have you ever worn a cape? They're amazing. Why would... You sort of swish them around. And, and in... It, what was the occasion for you to wear that cape? Or, or um, is it plural? Do you have more than one? No, I only have <laughs> one. I mean, it it came about because like I was talking about capes, and my mother-in-law is someone who keeps everything, and she was like, "Oh yeah, we've got a cape," and I was like, "Oh great!" And so then she gave me the cape, and I wore it. You wore it. I wore it. I think <laughs> to someone's wedding. Yeah, it's a good I, look. I I think I hate it so much. I love it. I, I th the idea of wearing a cape. They feel please wear it. Wait, wear it. I wanna wait for that later. They feel really good, really good. Do you want to know what, what Kid Cudi said about wearing wearing a cape, which <laughs> came about five years after me? So, I've never <laughs> worn a cape before, but capes are something that I'm into. I just feel so powerful in one. When I was doing the fitting in this outfit, I was feeling so royal, so regal. You just put the cape on, and you're somebody else. It's a whole other feeling. Same thing when I'm wearing a dress. It's what I was going to say. Men are so restricted in fashion. They wear a freaking cape and they get excited. <laughs> like, please. There's a, a whole world to explore more than capes. But good for you, Kit Kadi. And me. And Ben. But you, you did it first. Ben did it first. Exactly. Should we have a little bit of, uh, a little bit of music? Please. All right. And then we're going to be talking about what to wear at Primavera 2022. All right. This is Azalea Banks. The uh, <laughs> ever controversial, ever interesting views uh, with Anna Winter.
fashion. Fashion. That's a, that's a very good song. Very good song. What? That's a very good song. It's an amazing song. Please stop trying to cancel people that should be cancelled. <laughs> no, I, I, I will come one day and try my best to explain the person of Azealia Banks and why she's not cancelled yet and why she's protected by the gigas, as, <laughs> as Johan would say. <laughs> To be to be fair, I think we did talk about this once. Yes. I think you did explain it. But I was just I was like I was, I was, I was having a sort of listen. I was like, oh, it's Alia Banks, like all right. And then I sort of had a look up, thinking all of her controversies were way in the past. But oh, they were not. There's a fresh wave. But you know what? I'm going to ignore them. Yeah, but how is Kanye West so famous and controversial and still manages to to be respected as a genius? And Azealia Banks is just as much as a genius as Kanye is. But since she is a bit crazier than other women she gets not respected food for thought definitely <laughs> and also food for thought now right it's about a month away from the festival it's less than a month it's S less than a month away scary scary, <laughs> yeah. scary jump we're here to help yep because like have you prepared like I've I've not thought at all about what I'm going to wear probably because it's going to be pretty similar to what I always wear <laughs> but I've been noticing online people are going mad for it like they're, they're, they're like oh, people get so angry like because people have been, like someone posted like what should I wear to the festival and like other people were like just wear what you want it's all about the music and then he went <laughs> or she I don't know they I don't know uh, oh no I, I'll do exactly what I want and it's like come on stop getting so angry everyone <laughs> like well get angry at me because I have some tips I okay. decided for everyone I'm I have the boys of the people and I'm gonna say what you should and especially what you shouldn't wear because I have a list here because as you said uh, the festival is in a month and that festival Primavera Sound Festival is like Barcelona's Met Gala so I understand the concern of people being like hey guys it's in a month I'm not ready my stylist is not ready either I'm my stylist and I don't have any idea well I Maybe I'm not that prefer to give advice to people, but I will do it anyway because I have no self um, control or perception of what I can and cannot say. So here is my list of things first that you shouldn't wear. So you can just uh, sometimes what you need to do to know what you should do. <laughs> it's a very difficult <laughs> sentence, but it makes sense. Is know what to discard. Is it a word in English? Discard. Yeah. yeah. So first, let's discard a big no-no, which has no way around it that you can say, oh, maybe, yeah, in that context. No, don't do that. And that's do not come here and culturally appropriate um, if you're a person of not the, a culture that's not the one that you're wearing. That it's not a costume, as as the the joke on Twitter. My culture is not your costume. Well, it's it's not a joke. It's actually it's a, like a sentence. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and with, what would that include? It, it includes everything that's not your own culture, especially if you're white because your culture is not um, a minority and, and you have been the oppressor um, for centuries, so especially if you're white, listen. And, and that I'm going to see a list of things, but a lot of things um, can be applied in this list. But this is maybe the ones that I've seen in festivals or people wear as fashion and in a case which is not fashion or that are examples of people who are not in a privileged mm, zone and um, get mm, get not made fun of but get bad stuff out of it like maybe they cannot wear it in their day-to-day -day life but you can wear it on a festival but um for example durags which are like the headscarf that um some um african or African descent people wear for their hair because their hair um, is um, different from straight white hair and they need special um, care. Um, if you're white, you don't need a durag. I swear to you, you don't need it. And and people have been um, treated in a different way for wearing a durag and now you're wearing it because you saw, um, I don't know, Tupac or whatever in a music video where it, well, Tupac was not wearing it um, well, he, he was wearing maybe as a fashion statement, but it's his culture, not yours. Kyle or Peter or whatever white name you want to insert here. Steve. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> um, 
Also, a big no-no. I don't think people are doing that still, but there was a, a time, period of time, that people were like nat Native American feather headpieces. That was very Coachella, wasn't Coachella, it? Coachella, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think some people who are not from here would come to a festival and think, oh, what do people wear to a festival? I'm a tourist. I'm going to wear a headpiece. And it's like, first of all, people don't really have that... Um, Minds. It's not Coachella, but at the same time, just don't culturally ap appropriate. Not here, not in Coachella. <laughs> but just in case someone decided that maybe it was the time, no, no, it's not, and it will never be. Also, if you have um, thin hair, thin white hair, don't do cornrows because, first of all, it's not good for your hair because that uh, hair style to make um, easier to to have um, black hair or very curly hair. Um, um, I don't know how to say it, tamed, um, but but not if you're white. If you're white, you're just using a hairstyle that has been... Um, I, I've seen news of um, black women or, or black uh, men that are told not to wear these hairstyles in in their job or things like that, and, not, um, and you as a white person can wear it wherever you want. No, it's not your place to do that. Um, there are plenty of cool braids and cool hairdos that you can do and that are not um, offensive or that are not stepping on others' cultures. I'm not saying you cannot wear um, pigtails or, or braids or boxer braids. Like There's a lot of, of styles you can do. It's not like you have only one and you really want your hair up. There's a lot of things you can do, I swear. So don't worry about that. And for example, another thing, more in the Indian cultures, um, Asian aspect don't wear bindis these are like not um like bindis are the the i don't know how well when well, the thing that they wear in their forehead um it's not a fashion statement <laughs> for you to wear to a festival so don't do that also if you're kendall jenner in 2014 don't wear a giant nose ring that indian women wear in traditional weddings that's not a coachella outfit <laughs> kendall what were you doing what were you thinking and whatever else you come up with, if that's, if you don't know the history of it, it's not your culture, if it doesn't make sense to wear it to a festival, just don't do it. And I bet there's a lot of cool stuff you can do that's not offensive. Talking of which, I'm, I meant to bring this up earlier, but uh, who was it that wore a turban to the Met Gala? Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she looked like a tarot breather. I was like, okay, it's that kind of look costumey to me. It was like, Jessica... That crossed the costumey line. I mean, yeah, that, that that seemed a bit like um, again. Uh, I don't know. People people seem to like it though. People she didn't sort of get my yeah, much grip, but mm, I I don't know. I think Jessica Chastain and I don't really share a style. Right, fair enough. Because so I didn't no, no really term. like her Oscars look either. To me, it was a bit 2015. Okay, yeah, um, Jessica Chastain probably would be on the next list that I have because if we don't share a style the next list it's not definite no's if you want to do right. the next things I'm, I'm going to say um, you do you because this is just my personal opinion but here we go things that I've seen in festivals <laughs> that I don't really like so maybe you get um, your you agree with me um, first of all which is, which is crazy but it, it's a thing that I can say and, and not sound like I made it up because it's real BBLs like the surgery um, the surgery like plastic surgery procedure it's like a trend apparently well it's been for like a year so like but don't body modify like don't modify your body for a trend like uh, just uh, there's an influencer called James Charles which is who is very controversial and who everyone makes kind of fun of, but rightfully so. Um, and he got a BBL to go to Coachella. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> BBL? BBL, but Brazilian butt lift. And, yep. Just to, just... Uh, I don't know if it was just to go to Coachella, but his Coachella outfits are ridiculous. Like, it's funny. Um, and if you're not in the James Charles mood, just... Don't, don't get a BBL for Primavera Sound. I, I really like if you have one, if you have one, um, and if that's what you like, good for you. But if it's if you are thinking about it and you think it through and you see that maybe you're doing it for a trend, I would say don't body modify your not don't modify your body for 
something that maybe you want like in a few years. Um, but yeah, run things that people do and that, that are very funny. Influencers are my favorite pastime. Um, also, I think this one is not obvious, but a lot of people would agree, but and maybe some wouldn't. But I think we can say goodbye at 2022 um, to boho chic, um, flower crown, um, crochet tops, um, hard eyes, sunglasses, trend. Well, hard eyes, sunglasses, I, I like them. I, I was just thinking of a specific Vanessa Hudgens look. This Vanessa Hudgens Coachella 2014 kind of drape, I think it's time. It's time to let it Flower go. Flower crowns are dull, aren't they? Yeah, they've had their time. Yeah, they had their time. We bit. have to know when to stop, and I think it's now. Like, maybe in a few years it will be back in a post-ironic way, but I don't think it's the time yet. If you're doing it, like, in a post-ironic way, this year I don't think people will get it. Like, and, and post-ironic ways, it's not so everyone understands it, but I don't think it's the, the moment quite yet. We need a year to breathe and then um, maybe in a couple of years just, just just to come back to a previous thing where do you stand on going to Primavera Sound dressed as a book uh, I'm it, totally in for it just to see it <laughs> and, right, and right. laugh at you uh, in your at your back in your back in, how do you, behind your back uh, behind your back yeah you I'm, laugh I'm, the bu- I'm the bully. I'm the bully of the office. J- joke's on you. I won't have a bag because I'll be <laughs> wearing a book. Back cover. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, okay, I just um, criticized everything to be criticized. Um, and James Charles was on it. So what should we do if, um, if we want to have good outfits for, for this year's festival? So I think my thing, my theory, which I think is correct, and you kind of said it already, and um, but I think this year people are more chill. Like I think the cool thing now is like, oh, I didn't even try. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just put on, um, like I didn't put that much effort, but I look cooler than you will ever look. I just have this baggy cut up vintage jeans and a t-shirt, and yes, I'm That's winning. So hard to pull off, though. So hard to pull off. But I think. The pe- some of the people attending the festival, they can pull it off. Like they can, you know, these kids you see, and they have the simplest outfit, but they look super cool. I think that's what people collectively will try to go for that kind of look. And like it's an eleven-day festival, oh, it makes yeah, yeah. sense that this is the look we're trying... Like, it's mental health and self-care that we collectively... If people are, do not agree with me, please think about it. Let's make it this theme. This year's theme is effortlessly chic. Chic right. in our sense that it's a baggy um, pair of jeans and a t-shirt with not that much going on. And and I think we would all collectively be um, more healthy people if we could do that and 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 not and live behind the, I, I love it when elaborate outfits and people have the craziest stuff and and coolest um i don't know um see-through dress um thing but maybe this year can we please for the sake of the workers <laughs> who will be like awake for how many hours 11 days have you um, mean us basically yeah yeah, yeah i mean i want to be part of the cool dress people but if you have to let me breathe and if we decide that the cool thing is to be effortless i can be a part of it and 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 i even thought a bit more because i i was like maybe the people are not on my side if i say a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans but if you think about it, um, you can. Wor- it doesn't have to be a white plain T-shirt, which w- would also be cool. Um, we can bring back, which I think it's is already back. Um, slogan, silly slogan, two thousand T-shirt. Do you remember like Paris Hilton, Britney Spears? They always came yeah. out. Of, I don't know Starbucks or whatever they were shopping or out out of their cars or Target or whatever, and they were wearing. Um, a little sm- small like baby tees with uh, the silliest slogans like um the the one that Britney the iconic Britney one with um dump him or Paris has a lot like if you go to google and and just put Paris Hilton 2000 slogan tee you will get 
a ton of images with the funniest quotes and the funniest um, stupid things to put on a t-shirt because Paris had them all. And you can just choose one, copy one, go to your... How do you say the places where you can print things? Print shops. A print shop and just put it and and that's on a budget. You will be the coolest person. You will have references, cultural references. You can have like something to explain to people. And and I think I, I, that's a brilliant idea that I just had. I've just I've just googled it as you advised, and I am going to be rocking up wearing a T-shirt that says Team Herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! That's the freakiest funniest shit i've ever heard and 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 people that's how you people will be your friend instantly like and af- if you explain after know that paris hilton wore that in the 2000s i would be your best friend immediately like i'm a genius i'm giving free ideas in this podcast please um cc me in whatever you have to Say thank you to me, and oh. and you're welcome. Sorry, do you know what I just realised? I don't want to disparage it. I think someone's done a Photoshop job. They've taken a picture of her, and I think it's Nicole Richie, and they were, in fact, wearing Team Jolie and Team Aniston oh, T-shirts, yeah. I and know they've which changed one it say. for Team Herpes and Team something I'm not even going gonna, gonna to say. Okay. Yeah, so, well, that's, that's amazing as well. If you want to do, like, a copy of the, of the meme, that's also genius. And... If you don't want to believe me, because I'm no one to be trusted, <laughs> um, please, um, I have someone to back me up, which is um, Chloe Cherry, the girl that starred in Euphoria and everyone got obsessed over, and now she's a neat girl and she's everywhere, and everyone is, um, every brand, every fashion brand is obsessed with her. Um, she wore to Coachella basically that, like slogan t-shirts, and she, to me, she won Coachella. She didn't put that much effort on it. Either she looked like she just was having fun and wearing the silliest t-shirts. And that's what I'm going to do and that's what you should do. And I think that's my for- fashion forecast forecast prediction. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm I might be on spot with that one. I think you definitely are. And Johan, bless him, has got some uh, mail advice. See what you make of this. See what you make of this. Basically, dress like a Midwestern dad about to light up a barbecue. Comfy white sneakers. Jean shorts that reach just above the knee and a stance that shouts no bullshit from me for miles away. Yeah? I think that's that's a cute couple. Like the the girl if if it's an heterosexual couple, um but there's a lot of other couples that can happen. But that would be a cute couple. The the barbecue that uh, dude and the two thousand slogan t shirt girly. That is I nice. See it. I'd even recommend a carefully trimmed goatee. That seems maybe okay. going, going, going a bit <laughs> far. And Oakley, <laughs> Oakley wraparound sunglasses to protect you from sunrise. I was literally looking at Oakley sunglasses at Invented, so I agree with Johan. He's got it. Um, we, we don't have all that much time left, so uh, we, we maybe... Should we skip to our album of the week? Because you like Fave Webster, right? Yes, but I will make you talk about the gig next week because I really need to see you say everything and explain every detail of why it was horrific. Do you want me horrific to... in a bad way? Horrific. It, it really a... was horrific. Do you want? Do you want the pricey or shall I uh, kind of keep it? I don't know. You choose. I was so excited. I was so excited. Sisters of Mercy in Barcelona, and I've been waiting for this for about for about three years or something. And I I bought a ticket, and it was about thirty five euros. And it said on the ticket so they start nine thirty, and it said on the website they start nine thirty. Luckily, I got in there at nine, and they just started. And they were so quiet. They were so quiet. It was absolutely heartbreakingly quiet. And can you imagine, like, okay, they're not they're not young people. Neither neither, neither am I. Can you imagine, like, so you're thinking, okay, they're going to shock and awe us with with their absolute, you know, incredible noise. And it was so quiet. And like when it when it's that quiet, you start to sort of think, like, oh, you're not young anymore, are you? Like, and why are you dressed like that? Because it, like it's sort of like if they're not making enough noise, it's like, you know. Yeah, if they were sued and were super quiet, maybe it would be like, oh, okay. Well, if they sounded like Faye Webster on the car therapy sessions, you'd be like, yeah, quiet, it's good. But that's the whole thing. It's like apocalyptic noise, you know, like loads and loads and loads of noise. And people were angry. People were like throwing, throwing uh, glasses. I would at- love, to, well, no, I wouldn't love to be at a concert where people throw things, but uh, that that's an experience I haven't lived. I did at one point think, is this going to turn out into a, into a full goth riot? Did they say something like, oh, sorry, guys, you're throwing things. Maybe you're not happy. No, no, they went off for a bit. 
And uh, we all thought, right, they're going to come back on and they're going to be loud as like a herd of elephants. And uh, they came back on and were very quiet. <laughs> I know, it wasn't good. Sad. Um, yeah. Faye, Faye Webster. Right, you're a big you're a big fan of hers, right? Yeah. Explain yeah. her. Like, so I, um, the Car Therapy Sessions, a new EP out um, and it's very different for her. What does she normally sound like? Yes, um, I was surprised at, at the new sound. Like, this was like a Disney lovey um sound like it could be in the soundtrack of of snow white or something like that but in a good way i really liked it it didn't sound like she was making a parody of it she was making music and it sounded like so happy disney kind of because of the violins maybe yeah um but her other stuff is i don't know i the the bad thing is i don't know music terms so i i cannot um say examples but um it didn't sound like this kind of violin soundtrack that she has going on now we've got an extra special guest he's arrived <laughs> from uh from oblivion johan what what did i miss <laughs> uh, wait, are we, we still talking the met gala <laughs> we've we've basically sorted out fashion We've sorted. We found yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the just, answer. Yeah, yeah. You just came at the end. Where Faye Webster? You missed the best part, the fashion part. Did you like? Well, fashion? not that Faye Webster is not the best part, but. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the the tips on what to wear and what yeah, not to we wear? Yeah, we just finished. Okay, but so we read your notes and we both agree. So we have a, a common idea of what we should be wearing this year on the festival which is the the look of the dad about to yeah. light up a barbecue yeah. right that never goes wrong it, it, both men and women i think women with the dad look look really good as well yeah and i was seeing maybe slogan t-shirts like baby t-shirts yeah. slogan like Silly. paris hilton yeah, 2000 exactly, exactly. i'm i'm gonna wear a t-shirt that says team herpes on it oh my goodness <laughs> not at a festival <laughs> that's the last thing you want to bring home apart from good memories <laughs> and a massive hangover oh yeah by the way herpes isn't part of the family now <laughs> Um, did you like the Faye Webster album? I loved it. I I quite liked it, but I, I kept on sort of going back to the old the old things. And I liked that a bit more. I think I, I found it like, but it's so short. You can do both. No, I felt like it didn't like step on the other stuff or make it like she left the other stuff. I preferred the originals, bizarrely. I don't know. I just thought it was it was kind of quite nice. It reminded me a lot of um, Father John Misty. You know, we were mm. talking, we were talking about that, um, but. Yeah. And Daniel Rossen, who's also into those lovely sort of um, elegant arrangements of a lot of flute. I think it's flute. Although those are wind, woodwinds, right? Yeah, woodwinds. like oboe and that kind of thing. Yes, yeah. Julia Fox would say <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I like did it myself. it's early morning music to listen to while you're having your lovely roasted coffee. Totally, it's yeah. a morning album. Faye Webster and playing Primavera. Oh, you know what? Have you talked about the acts that are going to be once in a lifetime kind of shows? Well, I was thinking we could leave it for next weekend oh, okay, because right. uh, I did tell Mara about the worst gig ever, though. And you did, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. She wanted to hear the. But GC. you're still wearing. That's a fan. He's still wearing a Sisters of Mercy T-shirt. That's... Why would you do that? I bought it before it started. I got into the gig all enthusiastic, and they were like thirty euros for a T-shirt. I was like, that sounds like a bargain to me. Oh, and then when they were absolutely would... rubbish, I was like, how did I just spend thirty euros on a T-shirt? I would burn like... it like a ritual. No, but this is the thing about Generation Z. You have to learn to forgive people's mistakes. <laughs> People are allowed to. Not if mess I up. paid my whole salary in a freaking concert. <laughs> that I get to throw stuff at the... Yes, you can You can address them like Ben did politely on social <laughs> on Twitter, media yeah. from his considerable platform. It, and, it wasn't, wasn't that polite, was it? But did you tag it's them? Over. They're not on any social media. That's oh. the thing. Like, it's it's that just like this mystery. It's like there's no way. Like the promoter uh, had a statement saying we're sorry. But it's like they're not anywhere. So it's like we may never know what happened. Because mm. like, that thing of, I mean, why do bands go on half an hour earlier than programmed? I mean, without even telling the technicians in the room and everything, usually it's the other way around. You have this, right? It's lame, isn't it? You wouldn't get that with Lauren Hill, would you? No, definitely not. Or, yeah. Who, who's, yeah, she's infamously late. Or Axel Rose. I think he, I think he holds the record for like three hours. What? Three hours late. No, no, maybe three hours is a bit excessive. But I did remember, I do seem to remember that the 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 gossip around Guns Guns and Roses when it was just Axel, when it was shit and roses. Um, uh, years ago, they played Madrid, and apparently 
he he was late because he'd been eat, having a, a a roast lamb for dinner. It's like how can you have one of those like really heavy roast lambs right before you're about to play you know a massive concert in a in a huge stadium? But rock stars. Well, and we've got to go. We've got to go next week. We can talk about uh, the, the the things things we're looking forward to. The the one thing because uh, yeah, once Victor's in a lifetime. It's been a pleasure. We'll catch you next week. And I wonder what's the point of this life. Sometimes I'll pray, but I will never close my eyes. Doesn't he?